Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and today my guest is David Ting, who is the founder of a cram school in Taipei called SK2 TOEFL. And um, you know his major was、uh, in foreign languages and literature at the the top university in Taiwan. That would have been、uh, National Taiwan University. Anyway, let's welcome David. Hi, David. Hello, Shirley. Yes, thank you so much for coming in. And you know what?、Um, I think I find you your life to be you know、uh, worth talking about. So we'll start from the top. You know, just like okay, for well, you studied、uh, foreign languages and literature in NTU.、Mm-hmm. Um, was that your interest? I mean, it was really your interest from the very start, right?、Uh, I think when I was a kid, I realized I had a lot of interest in learning about different cultures and different languages. That's when I decided that in the future I might want to study, learn different languages, and I was interested, really interested in reading different books as well by different authors. So I realized also that literature would be something that I wanted to devote my life to. So、uh, when I was in university, I started writing as well, and I started reading from different languages, from different authors. So yeah, I would say it was my interest. But translated versions of those books, right? Because you read in Chinese better than other languages. Right. Okay. So do you think you take this after your parents? Are they also like you know they love to write, they love to read, and everything? Because usually it's the parents that ingrain these, you know, habits in their children. I would say so. Yes, my dad. Reads a lot, and my mom, I had, I think she has good language talents. She sings very well as well.、Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until a few years back,、uh, before my grandma passed away, I helped her write a memoir. So she was ninety-three back at the time, I think, and she kept telling us stories about her childhood, about how she was growing up. So one day, I decided that I would invite her to write about her life. And she never really went to school because she was on the run for her entire life. Basically,、mm. until like she turned thirty or so and moved to Taiwan, and after I started reading her and help her edit her memoir, I realized that I probably inherited the、uh, writing talent from her because、yeah. although she never really went to school,、yeah. she could write sentences that I don't think a lot of people can. So、wow. yeah, I think family has a lot to do with you know what a child、oh, okay. has. Okay, okay, that is amazing. Wow, never really gone to school and able to write that well. That's a that's a prodigy. That's you know. A gifted kid. <laughs> I was really impressed as well. Like、uh, yeah. my grandma kept telling me how she tried to learn、uh, words from the newspapers. Like she would bring the papers around and ask people what the different yeah, yeah, characters yeah. mean. And、yeah. oh, okay, so she's got a good brain, you know. I guess very good memory. And yeah, very, very good, good memory. memory. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. What kind of books did you like to read? Actually, all kinds of book. You're saying. Right, but mainly novels, because、uh, I guess I was interested in the story of people's lives. So through novels,、well. novels, yeah. Well, I mean, usually I think of novels as being like fictional stories. True, but I think what can be imagined can be lived. So if a person, for example, if I write a story, then I think it's natural for readers to imagine. Oh, so is this your life, or do you want to live a life like that? A lot、I、of think, times, it's yes. Right, I think novels inspire imaginations, inspire people to live different lives. Even horror movies made from these novels. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't read a lot of horror, so. Because that was the first thing that popped into my mind. Now, anyway, I'm sure that my listeners got to listen to a bit of your English already, as I've said to you before the interview that I was really amazed by how fluent your English is, 
even though you've only spent a year and a half abroad, and the rest of the time it's been you've been here home in Taiwan. Has a lot of people told you that that your English is so good that it's you sound almost like a native speaker? Yes, I would say、uh, since in, since high school. Yeah, well, you must be an inspiration to a lot of Taiwanese people because they all want to improve their English. Every one of them says that, but then they just I don't know. They they have problems with really speaking well because I mean I guess for one, and they will probably use this as, as an excuse because it's not an English speaking environment. But still.、Um, What would you tell a Taiwanese who has never been abroad, who really wants to improve her English, and come to you and says, "Help me! How, what should I do?" What would you say? Okay, since、uh, I run a school that teaches English as well, so I usually tell my students that if you're motivated enough, if you want to speak English or any other language well enough, then I guess you will naturally try to create your own English speaking environment. For example, I remember when I was in high school, I usually speak English to myself. Because I want to listen to myself. Do I sound similar to、uh, the voice from the radio station, from the American TV series, things like that? So you record your own voice and then play back、voice. on it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Or I just murmur to myself in English to、uh-huh. see if I can just keep talking,、uh-huh. know, despite what I'm, whatever. I have no idea. I probably had no idea back then what I was saying. Yeah. But I just wanted hear myself speaking in English, and I think that would give me confidence to keep learning. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say, for example, a lot of our students at the moment they want to study abroad one day. I guess what I ask them to imagine is them speaking English fluently with foreigner people, communicating their thoughts, and if they can really picture that, I think they will have enough motivation, and naturally they will find their own ways to try to improve their English,、mm. despite the fact that in Taiwan it's maybe difficult to speak to other people in English. I think they can always speak to themselves. How do you speak to yourself? <laughs> you know, you just murmur. Just murmur. Yeah. For example, when I was learning、uh, Taiwanese or when I was learning Japanese, what I do is I wake up and I start murmuring in those languages to myself, to just again to hear myself speaking the language. I think that gives me confidence, even though I don't know a lot of vocab. I still, you know, try, try to try to keep it up. So, David, you were telling me how you just love languages and you've been self-teaching yourself、uh, different languages. So you've taught, self-taught yourself Japanese and you. You're pretty confident saying that you speak very fluent Japanese, right? I, I right. Didn't say that.、Uh, didn't you say that before? <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm Japanese. Was passable. You know. Passable. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, so, what what other languages have you tried learning on your own?、Uh, I took Spanish when I was、okay. in university. Okay. But I failed that because、uh, I think back then I realized that the 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 way schools teach languages don't really fit me. Because、mm. I think what was important for me in the beginning is to be able to speak. Like, yeah. Despite my grammar, despite my limited vocab, for me to hear myself speaking the language is is the most important thing. I don't mind not remembering a lot of vocab or knowing the grammar, knowing how to structure sentences. I think the first thing was that. But back then, schools usually focus on those things. So. Yeah,、um, that makes that、um, reminds me. My daughter, one of my daughters. Um, she actually took、uh, Spanish just for fun, just you know, before graduating. She thought, why not learn a language? And so she took Spanish. And I actually told her, I said that、uh, when I was in high school,、um, we had to graduate with a foreign language, so we could choose Japanese. Or, this was in Tokyo. I was told that Spanish was the easiest language to learn、mm-hmm. uh, if you want to be able to, you know, if you want to to graduate. Right. And and I told her that, but actually she. Almost failed Spanish because she found it really, really difficult. And I'm thinking now of what you just said. 
Maybe it's the way it was taught. So she went into that class, think, really excited about learning the Spanish language, but coming out disappointed and discouraged. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. Right. Because am I wrong in saying that Spanish is like probably one of the easiest languages to learn out of all the languages in the world? Well, I guess that depends on the different forms of language. For example, are you trying to read in Spanish or to speak, speak in I Spanish? Speak, I guess. Because uh, from my understanding, the the way verbs change can oh. be difficult. Oh, oh, okay. So I think in the beginning of Spanish lessons, <laughs> okay. they usually focus on that instead of, for example, giving you sentences that you can actually speak directly to Spanish-speaking people. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was my first priority. Like. When I was in university, there were a lot of exchange students from uh, Spanish-speaking countries. So what I wanted to achieve was when I saw them, I could say hi to them in Spanish. I could have simple conversations with them in Spanish. That would make them happy, and that would make me happy as well. But when I was in that class, I didn't think it was the major goal of the class. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. I guess you know the problem it is with Taiwan is that it's all like passing exams, like that's the ideal. And so maybe these languages are taught so they can pass the exam and go on. But um, but then you come out of it not even learning how to speak. I mean, maybe you can read and you can write, but then you can't really speak it. You know, and and I think that's the sad part. Okay, here's the thing. I think that Taiwanese people in general, their mentality is that kind of play through it in their mind. Let's say they're talking to a foreigner, and the foreigner asks her a question, and then they'll play through it in the mind. And if they're only eighty percent sure they got it right, they won't speak it at all. True. How do you help times people overcome this kind of problem? I think to communicate more helps because I think what a lot of Taiwanese people have in mind is that they're taking an exam when they're speaking to foreigners. Oh, the foreigner will, right. will, will look down at them if they speak incorrect English. Oh. But usually that's not the case, right? When a person talks to you because this person wants to talk to you, yeah. So it doesn't really matter because you know English is not yet an official language of Taiwan, so it's natural for you to make <laughs> mistakes. Okay. So I would say it's because most Taiwanese people probably don't have a lot of experience of making friends with foreigners,、mm-hmm. so they would think you might be judgmental if I speak English、uh, with flaws. Right. Right. But once they actually start becoming friends, I don't think they will. They will see that people will be minding those mistakes. I know. That much. Yeah, because I always try to tell them that don't be afraid to make mistakes. Just say it. You know, just open your mouth, just say it, and try not to think that you want to say it perfectly. Because once you say it, you feel better about yourself. Like you know, at least I managed, you know, to get what eighty percent of it right. Right. What are some of the problems you've encountered among your students?、Um, you know, at your cram school, like you know,、um, if you've seen a kid. Uh, who used to be very shy and um, very um, lacking confidence in himself, but then later really improved a lot. I mean, do you have like that kind of story to share? A lot, I would say. Yeah, most people coming in with lack of confidence. I guess that's why they seek the help of crime schools in the first place. But I think after some introduction of the test as well as languages, they gradually learn that. We learn a language not to pass exams, but to communicate.、Mm. So I ask them a simple question: What do you think people care about when people communicate? They care about two things, right? Your content, what you say, and your voice, how you say things. They usually don't care about the minor mistakes, like grammatical mistakes that you make.、Oh. Right, for example, if I ask you a question, "What did you do last last weekend?" If you 
said to me, I go to a park. I wouldn't say, no, no. I ask you last weekend. It should be past tense. But people right. would think that in their minds in the beginning. Right. So if I tell them, it's okay for you to say, I go to a park, I have fun, I meet my friends. Right. right? Because people would say, oh, good for you. Yeah. So after they change their mindset to know that the goal is to communicate. If people can understand me, then it's good enough. Of course, oh. you can be better. But for you to have confidence in your voice, for example, for you to be louder, for you mm -hmm. to make changes in your voice, to have mm -hmm. intonations, instead mm -hmm. of give your answers or speak like you're reading from a textbook, that will help. Because I think in the Taiwanese education, people don't really focus on how you sound. People mainly focus on what you should be saying. saying. Right, so yeah. for them to understand that and to practice in class and after class, I think it helped both their English and their Chinese. Because they would be telling, for example, when you speak Chinese, when you present in front of the public, like in school or at work, at a job interview, what, what you want to do is to sound confident, to be confident, to look confident. Mm. Right? That usually is more important than mm. the things that you say. Yeah. You know, after people can visualize that, they can try to be like that. So I would say what I want people to leave with after they have classes with me or after they have talked and maybe after listening to this interview as well, mm. is mm. to be more confident. They might not speak better English, but for them to be more confident they can present their ideas and thoughts better. I guess that's what I want to do. Wow. You're a good teacher. You say some of the right things, you know. And I think I even learned something from you. Yeah. Thank you. Next week, we'll be hearing from David Ting talking about how he was a youth ambassador. For In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. <laughs> The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Hey, what are those buttons on RTI's new website for? Those are for Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. You can share RTI content with the click of a button. You mean like this? Yep, just like that. Visit english.rtr.org.tw.